All right, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse number 11. Got your place? Say amen. Uh, just one verse, as an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. Father, we love you tonight. I thank you for your kindness. I thank you, Lord, for letting us be able to come these uh, few weeks that we've been able to come, and it's been so good, Lord, and I thank you for uh, giving me the health, giving me the strength that I need to, uh, to proclaim your word. Thank you for these folk that's come out and, and Lord, that's helped us and prayed for us. And uh, Lord, I pray a double portion of your blessings upon them tonight. God, may they be able to leave encouraged tonight. May they be able to leave and say it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. And, and Lord, we sure don't want to forget that one that might be lost and Never been born again, not in your family, Lord. I pray this could be the glorious evening that they could come and, and be a member of your family. Forgive us where we failed you. Bless us. Help us tonight with your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you can be seated. As we look at this tonight, now, uh, last week we, uh, we just sort of skimmed a little stuff about the birds and, and uh, some about their feathers and different things and just sort of uh, got on the porch a little bit about what was going on uh, with the bird. And uh, tonight on the Ministry of Eagles, we're going to try to uh, bring a message on the moving, on the moving. Last week was on the mothering. This week it's going to be on the moving. Now, the subject is on the nest. Uh, the moving part and the subject will be on the nest. Now, uh, simply saying this, that uh, the mother eagle stirs the nest. As we just read right here in Deuteronomy, and that's what we're going to look at for just a few minutes here uh, this evening. Now, uh, I know, and, I, and I, I guess I've done it a lot myself, but sometimes I think we just give the devil too much credit, don't you? I mean, you know, so many times we say, man, boy, the devil's been on me today. Why well, you sure it's the devil? <laughs> See, this mother eagle stirs the nest for a reason. And any time a nest gets stirred, man, they get some be some hurting and some pain and some uncomfort and things of that sort. And it'd be easy to say, uh, man, the devil's been on me today. But it ain't the devil. It's the mother eagle doing this. And and so I think probably a lot of radio preachers, you know, uh, they, uh, they want to give the devil a whole lot of credit. And I don't want to give him no more credit than what he's due, amen? He gets enough as it is, but you understand what I'm trying to say? Sometimes we give him too much credit, and, and anytime something goes wrong, it ain't always the devil. I mean, sometimes it's just God doing something in our lives, getting us somewhere he wants us to be, and it ain't the devil, amen? So let's be careful how we give the devil credit because uh, he gets enough uh, uh, as it is. And, and saying that with this here, the mother eagle stirs the nest and, and uh, sometimes God will stir our nest and the and, uh, ain't, devil ain't got nothing to do with it. It's just God, amen? Now, now these eaglets, eaglets has it made. This... Uh, this little boy and this little girl eaglet, man, they've got it made. 
I mean, here they are in this big old nest. I told y'all last week about how big that nest is, and and I I, I failed to mention that uh, some of those nests uh, these eagles make, uh, they have found them uh, to be, uh, 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 well, I'll tell you how big they are. They're big enough that a man, uh, well, they say a 1,000 pounds. That's a pretty good-sized nest, amen? They have found eagle nests up to a 1,000 pounds. Uh, it's big enough that a man can get in it and walk around. Are you with me tonight? Now, these little eaglets, eaglets, I'll get them out here in a minute, uh, they're in there playing around. I mean, uh, they're on that fur and having a good time, uh, whether it be rabbit fur or possum fur or uh, maybe sheep fur. Uh, you see, that, uh, that mother eagle, uh, the mother is always bigger than what the daddy is. The daddy eagle may be big, but the mother eagle is bigger. And that mother eagle, she can go down, uh, uh, be up and swoop down uh, uh, to a cottontail, and the grip in her claws is so powerful that she could just squeeze the head of that rabbit. Uh, and so sort of keep that in mind about this. Whenever uh, she goes out to build that nest, it ain't no problem for her. I mean, she's got strength and she's got power. Uh, and so here this nest is and them little eaglets are, eaglets are in it uh, and uh, uh, messing around in that fur, sleeping and eating and I mean just having a, a, a one good time. Now, it's been three to four months since these little eaglet, eaglets has been born. Uh, three to four months, some a little more than others, but uh, we'll just say four months, uh, uh, and it's time, that, uh, it's time that they start learning a few things. Uh, and uh, this mother eagle is going to teach them a few things. Uh, I, I say tonight, they, they definitely want to know that mama is the boss. What mama says, mama goes with, amen? Uh, now, she is the boss. Uh, you got to understand, these little eagles, uh, uh, brother and sister, uh, they're 100% totally dependable on that mother. It's just like these little babies back here in the nursery. I've got my little... My little grandbaby, I've told you about her. I'm going to try to mention her every time I come. Amen. I love that little young. And, uh, I mean, she's purdy, boy. She's purdy. I got a picture of her in my wallet. I show people everywhere about that little young. And, uh, and, and listen, that, uh, she, whenever she was born, she depended 100% on her mama. I mean, if she got fed, her mama had to feed her. I mean, if she got changed, mama had to change her. I mean, 100%, she was, uh, I mean, you could hold that youngin', and uh, if you don't hold her good, I mean, she'll just fall out because she, her, she's not strong. That's the way these eagles are now. But they're up around four months old now, and, uh, and it's time that mama begins to show them a few things. Now, I would like to say this before I get uh, too far in it there, that uh, the mother eagle, now they're uncomfortable. The mother eagle didn't touch them. She hadn't messed with them. All she's done is stirred the nest. She's took the fur out of the nest. And we find here, as we look at this, uh, that uh, uh, this mother eagle here, she just stirred the nest. You know, God does that to us sometimes. Let me give you a couple uh, examples of what I'm saying tonight 
how that God will stir a nest a little bit. If you go back and you think about how that, uh, how that uh, God stirred uh, uh, Abraham's nest. Remember Abraham uh, 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 and Sarah? God promised them a baby. Uh, God promised Abraham, said, listen, uh, I'm going to give you a boy. Man, they waited and they waited and they waited. Uh, now Abraham's 100 years old. I mean, who in the world's ever heard of having a young at 100 years old? Can you imagine Abraham going down to the drugstore and saying, I need some pampers? <laughs> 100 years old, amen, big old white beard. <laughs> 100 years old. Uh, and uh, so Sarah, I, and I suppose she probably done this because she loved Abraham. Uh, but uh, she told Abraham, she said, now Abraham, uh, you know that I'm too old to have you some youngins. And uh, I, 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 can't, I can't have no youngins. Well, uh, Hagar was, was Sarah's handmaid. And uh, she said, now, why don't you take Hagar and let Hagar give you a boy? That way, everything God promised you on. Uh, and so uh, Abraham, I guess, I don't know if he pitched a fit about it or what. Undoubtedly didn't because... Uh, he went into Hagar uh, and uh, had Ishmael. And so we find out here, uh, Hagar and Ishmael, uh, I guess, whenever, whenever, uh, whenever he was up a teenager, I guess, uh, uh, well, Lord and behold, Sarah come up with a child. Uh, 90 years old, here he is, 100 years old, uh, and going to have that youngin'. Well, now... Uh, I can see what he does. And by the way, just maybe a little uh, commercial here, all that stuff going on over, over, over yonder, way over yonder, you might blame Abraham for that. Now, that's another message. I wish I had time to get into it, but that's Abraham's fault. All that mess is going on over there because Ishmael uh, uh, is the father of all that stuff over there. And I can't get into it. I just don't have time. But uh, just a little commercial there. Uh, this is what happened. Uh, whenever he got his little boy that was promised to him from Sarah, well, Sarah got upset uh, uh, with her handmaiden and went to, uh, went to uh, Abraham and said, Get rid of them. Now, ain't that something? She's the one started the mess. Amen? And said... Uh, said, get rid of them. You've got your boy, get rid of them. Get them out of here. Well, I don't know if he was hempecked or what, but that's what he'd done. He said, all right. Well, now here, they're gone. But uh, God, uh, and with Ishmael here, uh, because of how it all come about, uh, I'm not saying God blessed him, uh, but God uh, uh, took care of him uh, in his generations, and that's what's going on over there. Uh, make a long story short. But here it is now. Uh, for 12 years now, uh, Abraham has been playing with his boy, having a good time. I mean, no problems whatsoever. Uh, and then God begins to stir the nest a little bit. He comes up to Abraham and says, Abraham, he said, I want you to take uh, that boy of yours that I promised you, that I give you, and you take him to a mountain that uh, I'll tell you. See, he didn't even tell him what mountain to go. He said, you just go and I'll show you where to go. 
Well, he, uh, he got the mule, got the firewood, got the fire, and got his boy. Here they went. They took off and got to a mountain, uh, and, uh, and of course, uh, uh, as they start up the mountain, Abraham, I, I know him being a daddy, him being human just like we are, uh, he knows what he's got to do. He's got to offer that 12-year-old boy that was promised to him uh, that he's been playing with for the last 12 years. Uh, uh, now he's got to offer him up on a, as a sacrifice. Man, that's a nest stirring, ain't it? Here, I mean, I, I love my youngins. I love my grand youngins. And I know you love your youngins. Can you imagine how he must have felt uh, knowing that he's going to have to offer his son? Uh, and so they head up there. Uh, and, of course, make a long story short, uh, God worked it all out. He just wanted to see, uh, try him out, and make sure his faith was where it ought to be. Uh, and thank God it was. Amen. Uh, and the boy was, uh, didn't have to be offered up, uh, uh, and everything come out smooth. Let me say this to you tonight. Uh, if God's stirring your nest, it's for a reason. God don't do anything coincidental. God don't do anything in your life just to say, I've done it. There's a reason that God does it if he does it uh, in your life. Uh, and so we find that's what happened to Abraham. Uh, what about old Moses over there? Remember Moses? Uh, here he, uh, he left uh, and been on the backside of a desert there, taking it easy, done found him a woman, got him some youngins, and man, he's having a time of his life. But, nesturing time. He goes up on that mountain up there that bugged him to death till he went up there. And uh, that fire, can you imagine that? I mean, that would be something, wouldn't it? Can you imagine a fire? That burn and burn and burn. Now, some of you that's got uh, a fireplace in your house, I don't, I wish I did. Uh, got a fireplace in your house. You wished it out. You had some wood like that, don't you? Say amen right there. I mean, uh, he looked up there and he was watching that burn and it burned and it burned and it never would burn up. And so he got curious and he told his wife, he said, I'm going up on the mountain. And uh, so when he got up there, uh, it was God. And, of course, you know the story well. He had to pull his shoes off because he was on holy grounds and all. But the whole story, the whole thing, why God was stirring his nest uh, and getting him out of his comfort zone was he wanted him to go and get his youngins, uh, listen, uh, uh, out of slavery, if you will. Now, now at the, at the beginning of it, when the start of it, and the start of any nest stirring is a horrible thing. I mean, I don't care who it is or where it's at. Uh, anytime God stirs your nest to start off with it, sometimes it looks bad and it feels bad, and sometimes it is bad. And, uh, and so, so Moses looks at him uh, and says, Now, 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 now listen, I, I, can't, I, can't go, I can't do that. And, I, you know, I stutter, and I, I, you know, I just, I can't, I can't go over and do that. And make a long story short again, we find out that, uh, uh, that God fixes everything and shows him what to do, and he goes over there, and, and uh, it was a little struggle, uh, uh, but God told him it was going to be a struggle, and he told him what to do to settle the struggle, uh, 
And uh, here we are with this long story, shorten it up, got them out, amen. But to start with, boy, it was a mess. And when your nest gets to be stirred, it may not feel good at the time. But I want to encourage you with these thoughts. There's a reason for it. And God is preparing you for something great. Amen, right there. Now, now, I, I want us to look at this as we think about our nest being stirred and all. Give you three things. Now, that was just sort of the front porch getting into this nest stirring deal. I want to give you three thoughts here. Three reasons why that, uh, why that the eagle stirs the nest, or we could say why that God stirs the nest. Three reasons. Now, now I said a while ago that this mother eagle lets these eaglets know that she's the boss. Now, as we look at this and we get started in this, number one, uh, it's because of the, uh, the uh, parental insight to be revealed. A parental insight to be revealed here. Now, uh, you say, well, what, what is it to be revealed? Well, the, the eagle, I'm going to give you a little history thing here. The eagle is the only thing that can look straight into the sun. It's like you trying to wail without a mask. Follow what I'm saying? It wouldn't bother that eagle one bit. That eagle could look at it, wouldn't bother him one bit. He's got a lens that folds over, and he can look, at that, look right dead into the sun, never bother him a bit. And uh, that's the only only thing that can do that is an eagle. Now, now I want to say this. A buzzard is probably one of the laziest birds there is. I may even add nastiest, amen? But thank God they keep the roads clean, amen? Anything I eat a skunk, I'm telling you, he is nasty. But <clears throat> this mother buzzard, is lazy. They will, I mean, they're so lazy that most of the time they won't even raise their own egg. They won't even hatch out their own egg. So what she'll do is she will take her egg and she'll come over to the eagle's nest and drop it in the eagle's nest and the mother that the eagle is, she hatches it. Now, I said a while ago, the parental insight. Now, she may be trying to pull something over on that eagle, but she's got a, another thing coming. That eagle knows what's going on. But <clears throat> we find out here as we look at this, uh, that buzzard, uh, when she puts that egg in there, uh, she'll, take and, uh, she'll take and lay on that egg, uh, right, right along with uh, her eagle, uh, eaglet's eggs, uh, Till they hatch out. I mean, that's the kind of bird that an eagle is. Now, now, let me give you a couple thoughts on this here, uh, on this parental insight uh, to be revealed. Number one, she distinguishes the difference. She distinguishes the difference. Now, this mother eagle, when they get hatched out, now, don't forget, it's been now three to four months. 
and uh, and uh, these eagles and this buzzard, uh, they've been in there playing around, you know, cutting up and doing what they want to do and didos or whatever for three to four months. Older they get, the more that they cut up, more that they do. And uh, when this mother eagle stirs the nest, uh, they'll jump up on the side of the nest because, you know, the sticks and stuff are sticking them. Now, now watch this. I said a while ago that the eagle is the only bird that can look into the sun. So here we go. This mother eagle flies off. She goes way on up there. Here is sissy eagle, brother eagle, and nasty buzzard sitting on the side of the nest. Now watch this now. Eagle is the only thing that can look into the sun. That mother eagle, she'll get up way up there. And here she comes. She puts them wings in like a falcon, and here she's a-coming. And just before she gets there, she throws these wings out. Now, you're talking about six to ten foot span. Some bigger. <clears throat> and I can see little sis looking up. The sun's there. Mama's in between her and the sun. She can look it and see Mama coming. And just before Mama gets there, little sis says, uh-oh, this don't look good. Jumps into the nest. Well, little brother, he can look into the sun and sees her coming, wingspans out. I ain't even thought about slowing down. He jumps into the nest. Guess what? That buzzard, he can't look into the sun. He has no idea what's going on. Remember I said a while ago that parental insight? Uh, here she comes now. Got them wings out. He's standing up there like a buzzard, you know. And whoop, knocks him off. Listen, over 100 miles an hour with that wing, boom, here goes the buzzard. So much for the buzzard, amen? Listen, ain't going to play no games with Mama Eagle, amen? She played the game for four months. It's time to get rid of the buzzard, amen? Now, now, as we think about that, uh, uh, that buzzard and all, I, I want to think about how churches has a bunch of buzzards in them. Y'all don't like me now, do you? <clears throat> you see, I can prove it. Got your Bible? Matthew chapter number 13. Look with me. Or you can look on the screen. I believe they've got it. Or we'll have it or something there. In Matthew chapter 13, verse number 20. Now watch this. I said that most churches are full of buzzards, and this is why. He said, but he that receiveth the seed unto the stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon, that word anon means at once. I mean immediately. Uh, heareth the word anon, or at once with joy receiveth it. 
Now, let me stop right there and I'll come back to it. Uh, this is why I say a lot of churches are full of buzzards. And I hope I'm not talking to no buzzard tonight. Amen? Y'all look pretty clean. Look like you've been eating pretty good stuff. Amen? Uh, not roadkill. Amen? And, uh, but we find out here as we look at this, and I'm saying this, the, the Bible said those that, that receive it on the stony ground, listen, that's what they've got. And said they want it, and I mean, right now, boy, they'll take it. Now, this is it. Remember back in 01, 9 11? Remember, it, I think it's a little worse right now than what it was back then, but anyhow, it was, it was similar like it is right now until those buildings were tore apart and over 3,000 people was killed. What did America do? They wanted to pray. They wanted everybody else to pray. Let's all pray. Let's, I mean, man, they wanted God. You know what they were doing? They were getting seed off of the stony ground. How do you know, preacher? Well, if they had the real stuff, they would be doing what you're doing tonight, be in the house of God. If they really meant what they said back in 01, that, listen, God, uh, you're our God, help us, God. If they really meant that, they would be here tonight or at another church or serving God somewhere in some place. But you know what it is? They ain't nothing but buzzards. They're put-ons. How do you know? Well, just look at today and it'll tell you. I tell you, I don't remember a time as bad as what it is right now. I mean, homosexuality, I've never seen it like it is today. This thing about man marrying man and, uh, and woman marrying woman, thank God for that one woman up yonder stood her ground, amen? I mean, thank God for somebody that'll stand up for something. I mean, we better start standing up for something, amen? Uh, but listen, I, and I'm not... That's not even the message, but I'm just trying to illustrate what I'm trying to say here about the stony ground and about the buzzard. Uh, uh, the buzzard, here as we look at this, well, let's finish reading right here. It said, none with, uh, with joy receiveth it. And that's what they done. It said, yet hath he not root in himself. In other words, he don't really have the goods. He went on to say here, uh, 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 within himself, uh, uh, but dureth for a while, oh, they hung out for a little while till everything got straightened out, amen, and uh, said, for when tribulation or uh, persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by, you know what that by and by means? Uh, it means immediately, immediately. It said, uh, for when tribulation and persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by, he is offended. Well, that's the way it is today. I mean, look, it's a total different deal from 01 than what it is in 15. Totally different. Everybody wanted God, now they don't want nothing to do with him. And so, and that's what the Bible says here. Immediately, uh, when, when persecution comes, uh, Whenever the preacher gets up, uh, you know how you can tell when there's a buzzard in the church? 
whenever the preacher gets up and preaches a jam-up message on sin and they don't like it. He's been eating roadkill, trust me. Somebody say amen right there. You might as well. You know it's the truth. I'm telling you, friend, listen, uh, if you're one, if you're one that's always complaining, always griping about something, you might ought to be careful. You could be a buzzard. We having fun tonight? I mean, I mean, listen, and that, that buzzard, that buzzard, he don't, he don't like nothing fresh. He wants something been on the road for two weeks. You know, that's about, about the way some people are in churches. If it don't go their way, they'll, I mean, they'll just pitch a stink. I mean, a three-week kill. It's a buzzard. I said, it's a buzzard. I forgot I'm on TV. But that goes for you too. Well, so much fun for the parental inside. Amen. Let's go to number two real quick. Well, she, we look at this buzzard. Or let's forget buzzard. He's done gone. Amen. She's been knocked off. Uh, we see number two, a personal interest. She has a personal interest in her babies. I said she has a personal interest in her babies. Uh, God has a personal interest for me. And may I say for you, he's got a personal interest for you. Back years ago, I've been preaching over 40 years now, uh, about 46 years, something like that. And <clears throat> before that 46 years, I'd have never dreamed I'd have been a preacher. Before I got saved, I couldn't read. I mean, I could read. See the dog run, Jack? You know, I mean, first grade stuff. I could, you know. But all I wanted to do was play in school. And it told when I got out of school. You, you follow what I'm saying? I wish there was some youngins in here. I'd beg them to stay in school and do right. Amen? I didn't, and I, I tell you, it cost me. When I surrendered to preach, listen to me, I started learning how to read from that book that y'all holding right there in your lap. That's how I learned to read. Reading the Word of God. Listen, meditating in the Word of God. It wasn't a newspaper and it wasn't Superman. Listen, it was the Bible that I learned to read in. And, uh, and uh, whenever, whenever, whenever I got saved, I'd, I'd study. And I told y'all one time before, I think, that, that, I, uh, that I, I, I worked every day trying to preach too, and I didn't go to school. I, I didn't know nothing about preaching. I just know that's what God wanted me to do. I mean, I knew it just like I knew my first name. Why? That he would call somebody to preach that couldn't even read to beat beats me. Amen? And, uh, but, you know, the Bible said that he takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and that's what he done with me. Uh, I, listen, I had folk that I went to school with. Uh, whenever I was in school, that's, that was back whenever 
you know, the black and white was a real, I mean, it was a touchy situation. And, and the, the, my last year in school, uh, my last year in schools when they, when they started integrating the schools. And uh, back then, you know, thank God he's changed my life and, and my likes and my wants and all that stuff. But back then, I didn't like black. I was taught that. I, you know, I'm not proud of that. Y'all follow what I, I'm not proud of that. But I was taught that. I mean, that's all I knew. And, uh, and whenever, and whenever uh, you know, a black person come by me, all I wanted to do was slap him. Good. And I'm not proud of that. I'm trying to get a point across. Uh, why that God would use somebody like that. But I look back. Now, it's been some 45, 46 years. Pastored one church for 30 years or so. And I've talked to my son about it. I said, how did I do it? I look back at it now and I said, how did I do it? I mean, how did I get three, four messages up a week? Sometimes go preach a meeting, a seven-day meeting, a two-week meeting, and still come back to the church and preach. How did I do it? It was just God. It was just God. I don't know how I done it. It was just God. I don't know how I'm doing it tonight. Amen. I can say 45 years ago, I don't know how I'm doing it tonight. Somebody had mentioned before the service, said, boy, you do pretty good not to have no air. I said, it's God. It's God. I mean, uh, I don't have the, the capacity, the oxygen or whatever it is that I used to have. That's why I'm not pastoring today. But thank God he's helped me and he's, you know, for these last three or four weeks. And I praise his holy name for it. Amen. Now, that might be a chasing a rabbit, but I sure felt good saying it. Amen? Uh, uh, these baby, baby eaglets, uh, I mean, they've been roughed up. Now, I said here a while ago that, uh, that uh, she's, she disrupts clamor. Not only that, she disrupts uh, or distinguishes the difference. Number two, or B, she disrupts clamor. Now, let me, let me give you the definition for clamor. A continuous outcry of discontent. A continuous outcry of discontent. Now, let me just hit that buzzer just one more time before he completely died. I mean, he's done been hit over 100 mile an hour with a six-foot span wing. He's probably pretty close to it. But just before he dies... Let me, let me say this, you know, you know they, they had to be some discontentment in that nest. I can see that buzzard when mama come with that, uh, that good clean flesh. Maybe she went out and killed a rabbit or, 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 or a lamb or whatever uh, and brings that good clean meat and gives them to them, them little eaglets and that old buzzard probably sat back there and said, I want a three-week... Three-week roadkill. I don't like this. I, you follow what I'm saying? I mean, just discontentment. And, uh, and, and, and so we find here that, 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 that this bee thing, she disrupts the clamor when she went up there, come down, knocked him off, and got him out of the picture. Now, let me say this tonight, and we'll be off of this. If you are a buzzard in here, you better be careful. 
<clears throat> this probably ain't my place to say this, so I probably won't get back up here again. <laughs> but I'm here now, amen? If you're a buzzard and you bring discontentment in the house of God, you're in trouble. I don't care if your name is on the roll. I don't care if they baptize you. Every, listen, so many times you know the tadpoles by their first name. If you are discontented in the house of God, you better be careful. God knows his business. That mama eagle knew how to stop it, didn't she? I'm telling you, friend, God knows how to stop it. You may be a good Christian. You may not be a buzzard, but you've been hanging around somebody that is a buzzard, and it's sort of wearing off a little bit. You better find you a little eaglet to play with. Just a little advice. Amen? That buzzard will get you in trouble. Not with a preacher or the deacon or the board members, but with God. I'd rather preacher jump on me than God. And if you're, if you're one that's saying something about God's man, especially God's man, you better be careful. You remember old Elijah, don't you? Bald-headed fella. Them youngins went to laughing at him because he was bald-headed and God sent them she-bears and killed every one of them. Just a little pass-through. She disrupts clamor. God will do the same thing. Now, she has a personal interest here. Now, here it is. Now, here it is. I got just a few more minutes. She's got a personal interest in these little eagles. She knows. Now, listen to me. She knows that they've been roughed up pretty good for the last couple weeks or so. <clears throat> I can see. I can see sis and brother, whenever mama stirred the nest, took that fur out, took, listen, that possum hair, and took all that sheep wool and all that stuff. I can see sis and brother, when they woke up that morning, their back hurt, their neck hurt. I mean, they couldn't walk straight in the nest. So what in the world has happened? Tell you what happened. She's got that fur right there because she's got an interest in those little eaglets. She's got a special interest in those little eaglets. You know what she's doing? She's getting their mind off of them and getting it on her. When God stirs your nest, and it don't have to be a bad thing. It could be something discomfort or whatever. You know that your nest has been stirred, other words. It's because God's trying to get you away from yourself, your self-comfort, and get it on Him. Because God cannot use us as long as we're in our own little self-comfort area. He can't use you. We've got to break loose, get away from that, get away from self, where that when anything's accomplished, you'll say, God had to have done it. 
Somebody say amen right there. But if we're in our self-comfort, it's easy for us to say, boy, look what I've done. Huh? But whenever, whenever something comes your way, God stirs your nest, then something happens, uh, you say, it had to be God because I couldn't have took it had it not been for God. So she's had a special interest. Now here it is. Watch what she does. She knows they've been beat up and run around and stuck with them woods. And you see, she builds that nest out of wood before she inlays it with all that fur. I said a while ago that they'll weigh up to a thousand pounds. Now, it ain't, it ain't a thousand pounds of fur. You believe that. And she takes all that wood and splinters and, and limbs and all that stuff and, and lays it in there and gets it in there. Then she inlays the fur. But she knows that they've been stuck and pierced and, and whatever for the last few weeks. And so what she does, now watch this now, an eagle, an eagle on right above her back feathers has an oil gland. <laughs> Boy, this is good. I wish you knew where I was going like I do. I like it. She has an oil gland. And, and what she'll do, she'll take that oil gland and she'll clean herself and you know, like a woman, if she had a mirror, she'd be just like y'all women, amen? Putting that paint on and, 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 and that other stuff, whatever y'all put on. I told y'all one time that some women put enough of paint on to paint a battleship, enough of powder to blow one up, amen? <laughs> but this eagle, this eagle... Mother Eagle, she cleans herself, I mean shines herself, but now she's looking at her little eaglet. She knows that they've really been put through the mill. So she takes that oil and she begins to soothe them with it. Oh man, they ain't never had that before. Oh man, that feels good. Give me some more of that, mama. Man, ain't that what we do whenever the Lord begins to bless us? I mean, we've been in a valley. We've been down. I mean, man, our nest has been stirred. We woke up on sticks instead of fur. And, and I mean, boy, listen, it's just been rough. And then all of a sudden, God, the Holy Spirit, that's what oil represents in the Bible, begins to move in and take charge and, and begin to bless us. And, boy, we're happy and we're smiling and all. Uh, I, boy, ain't that good? God has a special interest in you and and in me, uh, just like that mother eagle's got a special interest in that, and in, in those little eaglets, uh, and she knows that they've been hurt. She knows that they've had a hard time, uh, and now she's soothing them with that oil. Well, I'm telling you, whenever God begins to put that Holy Spirit within us, begins to move on us after we've been through a trial, after we've been through a hardship, or Whatever that it is. Oh, it feels so good to feel the presence of God again. You know, sometimes it gets to where that we can't pray. It's like, it's like it don't get past up that ceiling up there. But then whenever you can pray and it, and it feels like you've been in His very presence, it feels like that, I mean, like God was sitting right there and you was praying to Him. Oh, there's nothing feels no better than that. God's got a special interest in you and I. And I want to close with this thought here. 
we find a parental insight, parental insight, and number two, a personal interest, and number three, and I'll close with this thought, <clears throat> her progressive intentions are finally reached. Her progressive interest is finally reached. Now, <clears throat> watch this. Romans 5.1 Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I'm telling you, that's a wonderful scripture after we've been through a valley. That's a wonderful scripture after we've been Listen, uh, in that nest with all those sticks and all those things there, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 25, watch this now. But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. <clears throat> When we're going through, when we're going through that storm, when we're going through that hard time, just like those eaglets did, whenever it seems like all hell's breaking loose on you, the scripture here says, here that it ain't going to last. It ain't going to last. Just a little while, just a little while, you're going to have fellowship again. You're going to have fellowship again. You see, it didn't last forever for those eaglets. It just lasted a little while. Just a little while. Now, let me give you one more scripture. And this is what this little eaglet or the mother was trying to get to these little eaglets. I would like to read verse number 28 because that's the one we always go to when problem comes there. For we know all things work together. For good them love the Lord, them called according to his purpose. Well, oh man, it's going to be all right. But why all this has happened is because of the next verse. For whom he did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Now here it is. Let's wrap it up. I got the, I got the running gear down. and I see the, I, I see the airstrip. <clears throat> the, the reason that this mother eagle put these little eaglets through all that they went through was because she knew that they needed to fly. Are you with me? An eagle, what did I say last week when I started? Is born to fly. Now, they're, you understand, they're four months old now. They don't have, it takes five to six years before they get the feathers that looks like mama's. Are you listening to me? Five to six years before they get those kind of feathers and that color of feathers. Oh, they got feathers on them now, but not like mama's. But you know, mama knows Mama knows that they need to be like her. And there ain't but one way they can be like her is they've got to get out of their self-comfort. And sometimes it takes a lot 
to get us out of our self-comfort. I mean, we're human. I mean, let's face it. I, I, I'm not getting on nobody. I, you know, I, I'm the same way. I'm as human as you are. And sometimes when things feel good, we, we want to stay there a little while, don't we? But see, God knows tomorrow. We don't. All we know is what happened yesterday and what's going on right now. We don't even know what's going to happen an hour from now, but God does. And so because God knows what's happening tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, because he knows what's happening, he prepares you. And the only way he can prepare you to be like him, what does scripture say? For we know for whom he did foreknow, he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. It's predestinated that you be like the Lord. I mean, it's predestinated for you to be like that. And sometimes we've got to go through some storms and valleys and, and different things so that we can get to be like him. You see them? That mama eagle, she ain't always been a mama eagle. She was where they was at one time. She knows how they feel. I mean, she's been there. She knows how they feel. And, and so she's preparing them to be like her in a few more months where they can get up and fly. And oh, we'll get in that next week. Hallelujah. I see her now. <clears throat> I see her now as she gets sis and little brother gets up on the side of the nest. She gets in between them and she throws them big old wings out over top of them. Ten foot, twelve foot over top of those little eaglets. And she might say something like this. Look out across there. It's all yours. It's all yours. One day, one day, this will be yours. She says to her little eaglets, one day you'll be able to soar like your mama does. You see, if we could see God, he's got his wings out over you. And he's saying to you, I've got something special for you. Trust me, I've got something special for you. And when you get there, if I don't fall off of this thing, <laughs> and when you get there, you'll be glad you did. Whenever you, whenever you get over all this, everything's said and done, you'll look back and you'll say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Church said, amen.